Welcome to the Church by the Beach podcast. I'm your host, Brad Tullis, joined as always by the boss man, Kevin Stanley. And so we're going to go back over two messages because the church week schedule was just insane and we missed last week. So we're sorry about that, but we're going to actually hit you with a double whammy me today and we're going to go over two uh, full messages. And so Pastor Kevin, what I'd like you to do is kind of reorient some people's minds that you know, maybe two weeks ago is a long time. And so oh, they yeah. need to figure out, uh, okay, what did he talk about two weeks ago? So exactly. let's, let's, exactly. let's go over that. Real yeah. Quick. I mean, we obviously in this sermon series, family portrait, we're taking a look at, uh, some of the beatitudes that Jesus uh, brought to our attention in Matthew chapter five. Um, and, and how, you know, not only do we need these beatitudes represented in, or taught into our individual lives, but we also need them within our families. Mm-hmm. And this past, or not this past week, the week prior, uh, in week three of Family Portrait, we talked from Matthew 5, verse 9. It said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called, what, children of God. You know, um, taking really a look at, you know, uh, kind of defining two, two, um, two opposing forces there, I guess you could say, with peacekeepers and then peacemakers. Um, and with peacekeepers, they're, they're the ones who are they're often avoiding conflict to keep peace. They're, they will work around the issues. Um, you know, they, they will, you know, they're, they're the type that, hey, let's just make a truce about it. Let's not even worry about what the problem is. Um, and, kind of ignoring the problem. Kind of ignoring it. And, and, and in the background, it. tensions are growing, especially within families. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many families have you ever met or, or even look at your own family where tensions might have been high? And nobody addressed it, and the tensions just continue to grow. Right. Well, we need to understand family's worth it. Mm-hmm. Family's always worth it. And so a peacemaker, what they're looking at is embracing the conflict so that they can bring about a resolution right. to the problem and, and not just allowing it to fester. Right. And, so it says here peacemakers yeah. often avoid conflict to keep peace. And in my notes under that, I said Paul was not a, key, a peacekeeper. Uh, no. Neither was Jesus for that matter. Correct. And so um, it's actually kind of interesting. Like we view conflict as a bad thing all the time. But then you have, I think. Well, there's healthy conflict. Yeah, for sure. I think in, in I know that I learned this in college, Second Corinthians. Um, so Paul actually wrote four letters mm-hmm. to the Corinthian church. And in Second Corinthians, I think, I, I think this is, it's in Second Corinthians. I'm not sure. Paul actually apologizes for how, um, how, how in your face he was. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in his third letter. So apparently there was a letter, then there was first Corinthians, then there was a letter, then there's second Corinthians. And we don't have those two letters that are between those. Right. They're, they're just kind of lost to history, but he mentions those letters and he talks about how he was so, uh, you know, he was so, uh, combative in his letter that he he actually apologized. He's like, "Wow, you know, I'm I'm sorry." Well, I mean, I mean, we we can all fall into that category. See, like for instance, me, I'm at peace. And and going through this, you know, I was trying to define, "Well, what am I? You uh-huh. know, what what exactly am I?" Well, I'm I'm a I'm a fixer, you right. know. I'm I'm the type of person that man, I want to fix the problem. Right. Um and and you know, so I I get with with Paul, you know, he he was probably so passionate Mm-hmm. Um, that he, he really almost allowed the emotional uh, side of, of himself 
to get in the way. Yeah, and so we and were distort what his message was really geared to be. For sure. And so there's actually another extreme that we could fall into. Mm-hmm. And we, we started to call that in conversation, we started to call that peace takers. Yeah. Like somebody, somebody that could um, actually try to be a peacemaker, but be that too early uh, or be that, be, be that peacemaker when maybe like, or you stepped into conflict a little too harshly. You didn't correct with a, with a or- gentle, yeah, Manor. or you, you weren't gentle, you weren't kind, you weren't what, representing the fruits of the spirit, right? Right. But um, or a lot of times, what happens in these situations is people go in with the right intent of being a peacemaker, right? And next thing you know, they become a peace taker. My definition of being a peace taker is someone who is allowing the conflict to be there, being involved in the conflict just to keep conflict. Right. Okay. Cool. You know what I mean? And then, but we don't want to be peacekeepers either. Somebody that just avoids conflict at all costs because I mean if there's such a thing as truth I think that the Bible's analogy of a sword to describe truth is so helpful because like you have the people that follow truth and you have the people that don't follow truth and there's a divide there oh yeah the well, sword I mean, cuts yeah I mean exactly I mean it's 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 amazing how you know the word of God is, is represented by the sword Mm-hmm. And, and and a sword, when it cuts, what does it do? It hurts. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it hurts, but it's doing it for the well-being later on. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Uh, one of the key things that we brought out was Romans in there, uh, chapter 12, mm-hmm. of right around verse 17. It says, do not what? Repay evil for evil. It's kind of, that would almost be like a, a, a peacetaker. Right, right. You know, do not repay evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Right. You know? um, and so that relates to being a peacemaker in the sense that not not in the sense that like um, we are trying to appease uh, people's definitions of right, because, you know, be careful not to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Mm-hmm. It is possible as if it is possible as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So it's really interesting to me how those two sentences are put right next to each other. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes or be careful what to do to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Right. So like you would think you would think that it would say be careful not to do what is right, right in the eyes of everyone. I think I read it like that, actually. You did. You, I you, did. Your first shoot. Was. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's no, okay. that, that's fine. But, I mean, I yeah. I, in know, our minds, it makes more sense for it to say it that way. Yeah. Like you said it. Yeah. Than it does in, in the way that Paul brought it out. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. So it's almost like, man, I care what people think. And that that's that's huge in a culture where we're like, oh, we don't care. You know, people people can say what they want about us. Well, you know, maybe, maybe our actions do reflect you know, some sort of, uh, intent, you know, behind them. And, and so people can actually get mad at our actions. So I think it's like, man, if you can live in peace with people, live at peace. That's, that's, that's a super good. So that's combating the peace taker peace. Yeah. Peace takers mentality. Yeah. And he goes on to say in verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? Good. Right. So since your message was primarily on being a peace, maker and not a peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about how did this verse combat peacekeeper mentality? Well, I would I would definitely say, you know, again, because the overall result for a peacekeeper and and, and how I, I, I look at it as, you know, things are just going to continue to pile up. 
tensions are going to rise. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to be resolved. And then you're going to have just this massive blow up. And so then your emotions are involved in that. How many times have we seen that within our own personal life? Right. How many times yeah. have you, Brad, seen it? How many times have yeah. I, Pastor Kevin, have even done that too? Mm-hmm. To where I didn't address the conflict or, or address the issue right? because it would potentially bring conflict. And, and so what all that happens is you just hold that emotion in. And next thing you know, you are not uh, uh, being a peacemaker. You're, you're almost falling into what you said, uh, a peacetaker, because now you're going to repay evil for evil. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it's and almost then like it, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. So yeah, yeah, mentality. yeah. So, so the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, that's interesting because that's it's in the Bible. And it's something that mm-hmm. um, God, you know, at, at some point in history— you know, commanded, but in the Bible, it also says, um, when Jesus was talking about divorce, he said, Mm -hmm. uh, God allowed this law to be put into place to steer the culture. And I'm, I'm not saying Jesus' exact words, but the, the intent of his words were that the, uh, that God put a law in place to steer the culture in the right way, but it wasn't the ideal yet. And so the ideal is not an eye for an eye. The, Mm -hmm. the ideal is actually, you take my eye, I still love you. Absolutely. And that is exemplified by Jesus on the cross. That's actually what I have on my notes is like, because the ultimate Romans 12, 17 through 18 and Romans 21 is Jesus on the cross. Like that's where we see this uh, behavior displayed adequately and, and um, fully. Sure. So I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and so what do peacemakers do? Pastor, well, one of the things here that we pointed out was they tell truth in love. We looked at Ephesians four and fifteen that says, "What we will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ." You know why? Because we're supposed to be a Christ-centered home. Mm-hmm. You know we 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 are to tell the truth in love, and and so how how are you telling the truth? Right. You know, how are we telling the truth? Are we doing it because we want conflict? Being a peacetaker. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sense of, uh, oh, I know the truth, and the truth says this, and so you're absolutely wrong. Right, yeah. And, and or are we doing, I know the truth. Now, how can I communicate this for them to be able to see what I'm trying to to point out? More gently. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I have here, uh, God is always, I think you were talking about something. You, you went... Um, a little bit off, and I and I wonder, not off in a bad way, but often into some other good things. But uh, I said God is always doing uh, a thousand things in your life, and you you may be aware of two of them. I am not sure how that relates to this verse, but mm-hmm. that's what I have in my notes. So there's got to be something in your message that was. Uh, Unfortunately, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and, and I don't recall. I probably did. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's not in my notes either. Well, um, but 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 hey, that's a good thought that you had there. I mean, think of there's so many things that are going on in the background of our lives that we have no idea that God is taking care of, right? Or involving. And I think it had to do with like speaking truth to people and mm-hmm. and being aware that like man, people uh, in their lives they're so complex and there's so there's so much going on beneath the surface of people that we don't understand. And so you like God doing. Uh, so much 
in the span of like a day, right? Within oh, our hearts oh and within goodness, our yes. just listening and having. Oh, so you guys listening at home, talking to uh, or hearing us talk and us talking, God is using this conversation to um, well, impact us. And so every truth that we say as a peacekeeper mm-hmm. is actually a blessing of God. That is that. That's how it relates, right? The, oh, the, absolutely. The blessing of God is. In the conversations with friends, it's in these complex uh, interactions that we have during the day. There's so much that we can get out of it. Agreed. Yeah. Now we looked at what number two there, apologizing when they're wrong, right? Or when <laughs> I just we're put wrong. hate this. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> don't yeah. it's kind of like you know? I, I think I pointed this out in the message. I do remember this one. Like if you're in a conversation. And I say conversation loosely with your spouse that might be just a tad bit heated. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you're wrong on something and they're right, but you don't necessarily want to give that up because you're still trying to prove a point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not doing what we're supposed to be doing there. My, my experience with this, um, this kind of problem uh, arised most in college because we would have theological discussions, right? And we'd be like, we'd be we'd be debating some ridiculous topic: um, is God completely sovereign or something? And 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 somebody would make a point, sure. and I'd be like, that's a good point, but I'm on the opposing side. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna concede. I'm not giving into that. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's like it's like, well, maybe what if what if we took learning, well, you know, think, academically. Well, think of what James said within the scripture here. He said. In 516, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. Right. You know, embracing that truth. Yeah. In that moment for you could have been a healing moment. Yeah. You just never know. You know what I mean? It it could have been an eye opening like, wow, you know what? Well, the key concept here is I'm fallible. I can I sin. And so I can actually think wrong things. And so if I'm led by the Holy Spirit. And I have to make sure that it's the Holy Spirit. If I'm if I'm led to kind of consider a truth, then man, like that that that's that's gonna be a humbling moment for me, and I need to be like, okay, let me think about this instead of oh, I'm not conceding that, you know. And so there was one more point that we had in this in this one. Uh, three. Oh, this is a tough one right here. Yeah. Forgive and let go, right? Mm-hmm. What do peacemakers do? They're supposed to forgive and, and let go. Because at this point, you know, here we are. We've all been through tremendous amounts of pain. And some of us might be thinking, well, you don't know what I went through. Right. How can you expect me to forgive and let go? Watch this. I'm not expecting you to. Right. It's not me that's doing it. Colossians 3.13, Paul says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. You know, we forgive as what the Lord forgave. For sure. That's tough. What's the difference between forgetting and letting go? So like forgiving and forgetting or forgiving and maybe like letting go? Because you said in your message, what was really funny, this is this is actually something that happened to me in the uh, when I was sitting there in, in the congregation listening to your message. You said forgive and uh, and a lady beside me goes for forget. And I and then yeah. you said let go and she just kind of like was quiet after that. Oh, and I was like and I was like, "Huh, there's a difference there. What what's the difference?" Yeah. Uh, the big thing for me with the letting go part, mm-hmm. um, I think we we got a good grasp on the forgiving aspect of it. Right. You know, I'm going to forgive this person. I'm not going to hold grudge toward them. Or we say forget. Or, right. At least yeah. letting go is this. 
I'm not going to bring that back up. Hmm. I'm not going to bring that back up in a conversation when I'm trying to prove a point with someone else of what that person might have done to me. Right. Letting go means I'm totally, I'm not holding on to the issue or to the problem any longer. Hmm. Like even if it comes to my mind, instant time of prayer right there. God, just help me. Let this go. Really? Get this attitude away. Get this judgment away from me right now. I need to let it go. So would you say forgiveness is a restoring of trust or or, or is that... Is I think it's the beginning coming? of the process. Yeah, okay. The beginning of the process is forgiveness. Yes. Okay. So somebody, there's another pastor that um, I've heard that says, in order to forgive, you don't for, you, you don't have to trust the person still. Like uh, you, you can forgive first. Sure, absolutely. And, and, and you have to forgive first. Yeah. And then that trust is built up over, over time. time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, that, and that's a good thing is like, it's not necessarily that you're forgetting completely and that you're just saying, hey, that never happened. Because like if, if you're let's not going to forget. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not going to forget. Yeah. But you can let go. But you don't have to treat the person as if Correct. like, oh, this is the same guy he was, you know, before Correct. he repented or before I forgave him. You know, that that that's that's a good distinction for sure. Yep. Um, and then so we went back and we just went back to Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And so I guess, um, man, I want to be called a child of God. I want to be, and I think what, what, what that child of God there is kind of trying to communicate is that we're going to look like our parents. There you go. Yes. We're going to resemble. I mean, <clears throat> has anyone ever told you the older you get, the more you look like your father yeah. or your mother? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we want when it comes to Christ. Yes, for sure. Cool. Well, you know what? This has been pretty long. So actually, I think what we're going to do is we're going to release these on two separate episodes. Okay. Just because this is this is a pretty lengthy conversation. And if we can just knock out a um, fourth one in a another conversation, that'd probably be beneficial. Yep. Let's do it. So, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Enjoy. Bye.